You steal a man's iPad. You find horrible images. What do you do next? And then we take a look at two stories. The implications are chilling. Is it possible that human beings aren't simply being abducted by aliens, but we're being lured to areas to make it easier for them to get us? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day, too. You're like, Jason, I can tell you're sick. I can tell. I've been listening to this show for a long time. I can tell when you're sick. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of episodes where I've gotten sick, and it, I always get allergies this time of year. It's nothing to panic about. Stuffy knows. The problem is, when I lay sleeping on my back, it all gets into my esophagi. Because I'm a dude, so I have an esophagi. Women have an esophagus. I bet you didn't know that. And it just gets all gooey inside there. So, I'm miserable. But that doesn't mean I'm not having a great day. Because I am having a great day. Just have a little bit of a head cold. I went outside for a little bit, man. I did some stepping. I got on a stair and just walked up and down it 120 times. And just staying moving. I I think I'm going to do a home workout routine. Because I'm self-isolating. I'm self-isolating here. But so here's where we're at right now. Not talk about me. This isn't Jason's uh, video blog or vlog is what you kids call it. This is Dead Rabbit Radio where we talk about crazy stuff. So let's go ahead. That was a tour. That might have been the worst segue I've ever done. But well, we, whatever. <laughs> so let's go ahead. I was supposed to talk about this story yesterday and I ran out of time for it. But I've actually, this is a story that I've kind of... I've told variations of this story throughout the years. It's not like I made it up. It's not Goldilocks and the Three Bears and I'm slowly refining it. This happens every so often. And each time you get different results from the people involved in it. But recently, let's hop on board the Jason Jalopy. We're driving up. Oh, the borders are closed. Let's hop on board the Carpenter Copter. We're going to Canada. We're going to Regina. That's in the Saskatchewan province in Canada. It's February 23rd, 2020. So like just a couple weeks ago. Dude walks into a police station and he's sweating. Oh my god! They're like, "You don't have the coronavirus, do, do you?" And he's like, "What? No, that's not that's not news yet. It's only February twenty third. The cops are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're not taking that seriously over here yet." And the dude's coughing on him, <laughs> Get, touching all their paperwork. He goes, "So, officers, I have a problem. Not my it's not a respiratory illness. I have another problem. I'm being extorted." And the cops are like, oh, you've piqued our interest. You know, a lot of times police work, it's boring. Traffic stuff, and then you got domestic disputes, which is like super dangerous work. And, you know, it's just a bunch of just a bunch of boring stuff. You want to be driving around in cars shooting bad guys. But th- th- this isn't that. You're not driving around shooting people. But it's something uh, different than this guy's playing really loud rock music. Can you tell him to stop? This guy comes in and says, I'm being extorted. I'm being blackmailed. Police officers go, oh, 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 oh let's, that, that sounds awesome. Let's do this. Why are they blackmailing you? And the guy goes, well, I got my uh, iPad stolen. This guy's name, let me tell you this too, because I forgot to name him early, Jeremy John McMillan. Jeremy John McMillan, he's 36 years old. So he's talking to the cops and he goes, yeah, my iPad got stolen, I'm being extorted. And the cops are like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. Like thinking like, are there business transactions? Maybe there's a bunch of credit cards on this iPad. It's all of his books for the year. All the all of his financial books, not all the books he wanted to read. He's like, my Kindle. I'll never know what happened to Bella and Edward. 
It's the like all of his financial stuff. Uh, Jeremy goes, oh, no, 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 no. It's none of that stuff. Um, it's full of child porn, right? It's just full of a bunch of child porn is all. And she's threatening to release the child porn to all of my friends and family if I don't uh, pay her X amount of dollars. And so the cops go, okay, yeah, yeah, that's extortion, whoa, blackmail, that's like the, that's the worst crime we've ever heard of. We actually have a division dedicated to just stopping blackmail. Why don't don't you come into this room and log onto this computer here and show us the emails she's sending you? And the guy's like, oh, I'm so glad I thought you guys were going to be mad about all the child porn. They're like, no, 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 what? No way, dude. Here, just go ahead and log into this official police computer. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, get the get the camera right here so we show your face and fingers at the same time typing in your password. Okay, good, good. He pulls up these emails from this woman saying, Hi, I sold your iPad, and I found all this child porn on it. Pay me X amount of dollars, or I'm going to release all the child porn. And in the email were photos from his iPad of child porn. And the officers go, oh, is, was, is the, are those the photos that are from your iPad? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 those, those are from my iPad. And, okay, sir, uh, you're under arrest. Uh, what, what, why am I under arrest? Because you have put child porn on your iPad. He just told us that, oh, dang, now it, I thought you guys took extortion more seriously. Well, the cops did, because then they pretended to be the guy. They emailed her, the person who stole the iPad, and said, hey, I got the money. Where do you want to meet? I'll pay you the money. And the woman goes, oh, that's so perfect. I'm so tired of having to email people child porn. She meets up in the middle of the park. Cops arrest her. She, The one dude gets charged with child porn, which is obviously a horrible thing to get charged with. It's a horrible thing to do. She gets charged with extortion and distributing child porn because she emailed it to him. So... The reason why I, the reason why I tell this story, I've told the variations of the story throughout because the there's a heartwarming version of the story that I've always loved to tell, and this is that there's an old story, this old story. Some kids broke into this dude's house, jacked all of his stuff, stole his laptop, stole a bunch of his stuff, left, and then when they were back at their little hideout, back at their um where, where the Foot Clan hangs out, it's like an arcade and a skate ramp and all this stuff. The teenagers are. Using his stuff, they turn on his laptop full of child porn. They call the police and say, listen, dude, we broke into this dude's house. We stole all of this stuff, but, and we admit to all that, but this is super gross. And the cops took the computer and didn't charge the kids. And the dude went to prison for like 20 years because there was like a ton of it on there. There really doesn't even have to be a lot. Any small amount can get you serious time. But I always like that story. That's what you should, first off, don't break into people's houses. But if you ever have a hankering to like smash a window and steal something, and you happen to find this stuff, don't then try to blackmail the guy. Just turn it over to the cops. Like, what What was her best case scenario? That she was going to meet a guy and he was going to give her like $10,000 or something like that. She was going to give him back this iPad. And then she would know that this guy, this grody dude, is walking away with his collection of child porn. And she's like, ha, 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 I got all this money. That's, that's, that's blood money right there. But anyways, they're both facing massive charges and all that stuff. Gross. If that ever happens to you, not that, not that your child porn collection gets stolen, but if you ever like stumble across someone else's stuff, turn it over to the police. So there we go. A story of two gross people running into each other. She should have just turned it in. She would have been a hero, but instead she's a zero, just like him in jail. Don't do drugs. You know, this. I mentioned a couple episodes back, I said, like that, this is an episode of Bad Transitions. A couple episodes back, I said, 
If this show's too dark for you because everything else is going on, I don't mind if you skip a couple of episodes or stop listening to the podcast altogether and come back later or, or whatever. You're not you're under no obligation to listen to me. I really enjoy it, and I really enjoy spending this time with you guys. But I also wanted to give a shout-out to another podcast that I listen to. It's called the Blackheart Cinema Podcast. It's a group of dudes who do... They talk about movies, and they basically do about one movie an episode. Some episodes they've done two. It's one of those things that... I, one of the things I like about the podcast is... They talk about the movie, but you can tell they have a passion for film in general. Because first off, they did an episode about... This also set them apart. They reviewed a porno movie, so that obviously set them apart. Recently, though, they did an episode that they gave a shout-out to me. I want to return the favor. For the movie Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. And as they're talking about it, you can tell they have a passion for film because they just start going, talking about like 90s, early 2000 action movies in general. They start talking about the genre and how it changed and... We saw that change from X to the new James Bond versions in the comparison. These guys know their stuff, is what I'm saying. Some people can just sit and talk about movies, read an IMDb page, and call it a podcast. That's not these guys. They actually seem to have a passion for it and a knowledge about the movie. So I recommend you guys checking them out. Also, dude, they need some subscriber love. Right now, they got 15 subscribers over there. They got 66 episodes out, so they've been putting in work. It comes out every week. They've been doing it for a long time. Let's get them some subscriber love over there. Black Heart Cinema Podcast. Um, they're on everywhere you listen to podcasts and YouTube as well. Now, I want let's move on to our next topic. Our next topic involves two different stories. And I'm going to tell you up front that this is, a, this is something similar we've covered before. So I don't want to feel like I'm ever repeating myself. But this is similar to something we've talked about before. But I think it's important. It's more information involving a phenomenon that I mentioned a long, long time ago. But let's go ahead and strap in here. The first story we're going to look at, I don't have a location for. I just have a month. So take it with a grain of salt is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's That might be the least amount of information I have for a story. But it's been backed up by other stories that I've told in the past and another story I'm going to tell this episode. So we're going to go with it. It's January. It's 1989. At night... There's a husband and wife, and they're sitting at home, just kind of doing their own thing, reading the newspaper, wife's cooking dinner, or let's not be sexist, maybe the man is cooking dinner and the woman is baking. Hmm? So, anyways, they're doing their own thing, and they both get <laughs> they both get a hankering to go to a movie. So they're standing in the kitchen, he's cooking, she's getting her cookies ready, and they look at each other and they go, Let's go see a movie. Now, it's 1989, so what are they, what are they watching? They're watching the Deep, Deep Six? What is that? Deep Star Six? It's 1989. What's at the theater? Terminator 2 hadn't come out yet. They decide to go see Deep Star Six. So, they get dressed up. They, they're going cosplayers. They dress up in underwater suits, and they get into their car, and they drive to the movie theater. And they watch Deep Star Six, and they're like, eh, it was okay. Eh, you know, decent creature feature, I guess. You know, what are you going to do? So, they walk out of the theater. They get in their car. They leave the theater. Driving around town at night. A town that they live in, by the way. They didn't travel 500 miles to go see Deep Star 6 opening night in Hollywood. A town that they live in, driving around at night. And they're trying to get home, right? That's what you do after a movie. You drive, and they're coming down the street, and there's construction set up. Like a a roadway block. And they're like, oh, that's... They must have started building something in the two hours we were watching the sci-fi cinematic masterpiece, Deep Star Six, do a U-turn, start driving the other way. Coming down another road, flashing yellow lights. Road crew equipment there. No people. 
just the barricades in the road. What? That's weird. They start to realize that everywhere they turn, there's construction. But there's no one actually doing anything there. They also begin to realize they don't remember how to get home. They're driving around for hours. And then finally they get home. A weird night, obviously. They get home, they're like, the movie was mediocre. The most exciting part was the fact that the city seemed to surround us. But we're home. And as years went on, they'd always kind of be like, man, that was so weird. Remember when we went to go see Deep Star 6? Apparently this episode is a plug for that movie. And they go, yeah, it's so weird. But I don't I remember like everything was blocked off and they'd be like, yeah, I just have a hard time really remembering anything about the movie except for the lukewarm performances of George Clooney's cousin. And I think Clint Howard was in it too. And she's like, what? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm having vague memories about Deep Star 6 now as well. Years later, they decide to get hypnotized. Now, this makes sense because you have hypnotism, regression, stuff like that. That's always been in vogue, at least since the 70s, 80s. I remember when I was a kid, a lot of people were doing it. Not a bunch of kids. Kids were like, what do you want to do for your birthday party, Billy? Past life regression. You have, instead of a clown, there's a hypnotist being like, you used to be a monk. But it was, when I was a kid, I would see people on television talk about getting hypnotized and stuff like that. Hence the name of Biggie's hit song. So they decide to do the hypnotism thing. And this is what they they remember now, something more concrete about that night. They left the movie theater. They drove to a church parking lot. They remember that. They remember a flying saucer hovering above them in this empty church parking lot. They have flashes of gray aliens reaching out to them of being pinned down to medical tables, of painful procedures. And they notice something later as well, in the real world, outside of their memories. The wife, she used to have a blood clotting disease. It's now gone. Now you're going, Jason, that story's kind of ridiculous. You don't have a place. You don't have names of people. You're missing key parts of information. You can't even tell us the town it took place. That's fair. And you think, you think if you got abducted by aliens, or like you went to go see Deep Star 6, you got lost, you, you don't know where you're at, you get home. And then between that and getting hypnotized, she didn't realize that her blood clotting disease was gone. <sighs> I mean, I don't think you feel it. I don't think you're like, oh, the clots, the clots, they hurt. Like, I don't think it works that way. But if she was a hemophiliac and her blood didn't clot, did she not get... It, it's suspicious, but it's an interesting story. Because if you will remember... Long time ago, and I tried remembering what episode it was, I couldn't. I talked about a thing called disguised abduction. There's a short story where a woman got in a car crash and she had a hard time remembering which will happen after a car crash. But there was like a car crash or she saw a car crash and she couldn't drive around it or something like that. I vaguely have memories of it. Oh no, the aliens got to me too. But the point is, is that there was a weird, I think it was a car, that was it. She was driving on the road, there was a car crash, but there was nobody in any of the cars. And she's like, this is weird. And she's kind of like looking around the car crash, and then eventually, like, after a period of time, she drives away. And then she had, she remembered through hypnosis, there was a UFO. The car crash was completely made up. There was a UFO, it abducted her, it experimented on her. And the theory was, was that 
the aliens, we've always heard this story of like false memories, but it's kind of the idea that you get abducted and then you get put back on Earth and you're like, oh, I don't remember all of this horrible stuff. It, it turns out the aliens may actually be able to create completely false memories in you. Not you go to bed, you wake up, you don't remember being abducted. You go to work and you go into the bathroom stall, you get abducted, and then you remember the rest of your day at work. So when you wake up at home the next morning, you're like, oh, that was weird. Of course, then there's other people there. It'd be like, dude, where'd you go? You went to the bathroom stall, you disappeared for like 10 hours. You walk in here, you're all sweaty. Something's sticking out of your butt. You obviously got anal probed. What? Oh, I didn't even notice that. But if you were in a solo environment, or like in this case, husband and wife together, both going out. And that's the other creepy thing. But we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Let's take a look at another one of these stories. February 11th, 1989. Levittown, Long Island. This is 9 p.m. We're getting some more information on this one. There are these two musicians in their apartment who I can only assume are the Beastie Boys hanging out in their apartment in Levittown. I think they're in the Bronx. It doesn't matter. These two guys, these two musicians were fighting for their right to party, making music in this apartment. I'm sure the neighbors loved these guys. I'm sure they were totally awesome. And they start to hear Weird noises. Noises that are weird because they're not making them. Someone else is being annoyingly loud. And both dudes run to the window and they look and they see four military helicopters <laughs> cut across the night sky. In the, the four helicopters are not flying in a line. They're flying in formation. They're flying in a box. And in the middle of the helicopters is what they describe as a, a massive shiny vehicle. Saucer-shaped? We don't know. But definitely not human. Not identifiably human. These two dudes look at each other. Whoa, dude! They run, they get in their car, and they begin driving through the city of Long Island. That's a city, right? They're driving through the area known as Long Island, Levittown. And they're looking up through their windows, and they can see the four helicopters. And the metal ship flying in formation with them. They start to get on the expressway, and then all of a sudden, the four helicopters break formation and start to fly away. The metal ship becomes a flaming ball, and then both of them black out. The next thing they know, they're turning onto a bridge. What? What was that? I don't know. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, the helicopters and the, the shiny vehicle, there's multicolored lights flashing all around it. Yeah, it was weird. And turn a fireball. You say, yeah, 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 but weren't we just on the expressway? Now they're just silently, well, they're not silently, they're talking, but now they're driving across this bridge in Long Island. Later on, months, years later, we don't know, but later on, one of the young men remembers things. He remembers being in a room with gray aliens. And he remembers seeing hieroglyphics everywhere. The hieroglyphic motif is... is I'm starting to see is very common in alien lore. Now, I don't... I am not a proponent of ancient aliens. I will say this. I think it's possible that aliens have visited us in the past. I don't believe that all of our great wonders are because of aliens. I believe that humans are so uniquely advanced 
we built the pyramids, we built these temples, we built all of these things without any alien intervention. So I don't think they're necessarily Egyptian hieroglyphics. A lot of times people will say they're hieroglyphics. And then when I did that story recently about the scientist, Deep Prasad, he said they were hieroglyphic. Look, If I saw weird symbols that seemed to be showing some sort of, like a guy walking, I would describe it as a hieroglyphic. It doesn't mean that it's actually a hieroglyphic. Deep Prasad said it reminded him of hieroglyphics. Deep Prasad is a quantum scientist. He has the language for these type of things. If I just saw them and said, oh, they're hieroglyphics, I don't necessarily think aliens were messing around with the Egyptians helping them build temples. Because if that was true, hieroglyphics is a really, really primitive way to write things. So if the aliens were coming down and teaching the Egyptians how to write, they, they sucked at that. I think what we're seeing is their language. Well, now I'm kind of knocking the aliens' language too, but maybe they do have a sucky language. Or maybe the best way we can look at it is a hieroglyphic when really it's this super advanced thing. I don't know. But anyways, Egyptian hieroglyphics aren't the most advanced writing form on the planet. I don't. This, this, they're not even in my top ten personally. And I'm a big uh, writing dude. I love cursive, whatever the study, stenography. No, that's not it. doesn't matter. The point is, is that both of these stories and the story I told in an earlier episode have some chilling things going on. One, it's the idea that you can be abducted and you're given this memory that halfway makes sense. That's weird. It's almost like, and it makes sense from an alien point of view. If the alien is trying to replicate the human experience but doesn't understand the human experience, it just says, oh, we need to keep, we need to fill your brain with memories for a while. And we know humans drive down roads. So we're going to put barricades. But see, that doesn't make sense. Like as a human, you'd be like, why are there all these barricades here? If a human was going to implant false memories in somebody else, you would go, oh, they're dri- we'll have them driving down the road and then we'll make them remember taking a turn off and going to the old place they used to make out and they drive out there for a while and they you, they make out or whatever and then they come back. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the pervert. <laughs> I'm putting in perverted stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. And then he was kissing his cat. Ooh, he loves it. They're like, Jason, quit putting in gross false memories. My point is, is that a human could come up with better ones. An alien would just be like, oh, Bunch of stuff, a bunch of random stuff to keep you from getting home. Here's your false memories. With the two musicians, they didn't necessarily have a false memory, but they did. Actually, and that's the second part that makes it creepy. Both of these groups of people, they were lured out of their houses. The couple at home going, you know what? Let's go see a movie. And they drive to the movie. They had no. They, who wants to see Deep Star Six in the theater? Really? I don't know if that's exactly what they saw. But the story goes, they were just standing there and they go, let's go see a movie. Like it popped in both their head at the same time. They drive out to watch the movie. When they go to go home, they're trapped. And then eventually they have these memories of being abducted. With these two young men, they already saw Deep Star Six. They don't care about that. What's going to get two young dudes out of the apartment? You could have had a bunch of curvy. You could have some gray aliens wearing wigs and like tight dresses. Like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, they're like, hey, boys. Or, because I've done this, if there's a bunch of cop cars flying by, I will follow them. Not anymore, because I walk. But when I used to have a car, I used to follow cop cars all the time. I always use police helicopters searching the area to go out to the area, just hang out, see what's going on. It was Sacramento, too, so that happened a lot. But 
That's going to get you out of your house. You see four military helicopters escorting a UFO. That's way better than a police chase. You're going to go out there. And you have to think, they're seeing it. But this was never reported in the mainstream media. So that makes me think, no one else in the city is seeing this thing. It was unique to them. And it wanted to get them to a location where it could abduct them. So not only is it possible that people are being abducted and never even knowing about it. They're just that time you went for a walk. And it's not like you walked out your house and the next thing you know, you're standing in the middle of Virginia wearing a raincoat. And you're like, well, what? You walk out of your house. You're walking down the street. You see a cat. You're like, oh, look, there's a cool little cat. You walk a couple more feet. You see a squirrel. You're like, oh, that's cool. Then you walk a few more feet and you see the squirrel riding the cat. What? And then you, that, what, did I just see that? And then you turn the corner and you go back home. And in that time period was basically an alien, you get abducted and an alien going, well, we have to account for these 10 minutes that we have this dude. And cowboys ride horses and squirrels look like cowboys, (laughs) apparently to an alien. Let's make him ride a cat. That's normal, right? So you have to think about all those times you've ever seen, what if the actually seen a UFO is the anomaly that's being put in your brain. Everyone's being abducted. But that's not the only scary part about this, because I covered that on a past episode. The scary part is, is that you can actually be taken out of your safe space by your own, quote, free will to get you in a better position to be abducted. Both of these stories involved people going to places they wouldn't have been going at that moment. Both of them either seeing something or sensing something to get them to leave that place. That's scary. That's scary. Because it didn't seem weird to any of them. Well, the UFO flying over town was weird, but their own instinct to follow it was normal. That's creepy. Because I think the thing that we can count on is, if we're ever in a position where our lives are in jeopardy, we can make rational decisions. But what if that's simply not true? What if you could be safe at your home and then go, you know what? I want ice cream. I have ice cream in my freezer, but I want a particular type of ice cream. And it's across town at this particular ice cream shop. You're driving over there. You get abducted. Creepy. But then let's take it to 11. The aliens are ready to make their move. Whatever their overall goal is, The aliens are ready to make their move against humanity. What will any of our technology matter? What will any of our military matter? If they can simply trick us into walking outside. We may want an Independence Day war with the aliens to take our planet back. But when the moment comes, we may all just walk outside. Because that's what we want to do in that moment. Or at least... That's what we think we want to do. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Be safe, be kind. I love you, and I will see you later.